Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited to bring you today's featured guest, Marnie Batista. Marnie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And for anybody listening who may not be familiar with Marnie yet, let me fill in the blanks for you. She, well, let me start it this way. (laughs) As the founder of Dating with Dignity and with more than 25 years of personal relationship and dating experience, Marnie Batista has dated, was married for 17 years, divorced, then successfully dated again and married all in the 21st century. Now, she's undergone professional training in dating and relationship coaching, as well as training in core energy coaching process from the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching. Marnie has also has extensive training as a facilitator with the Hoffman Institute, which is one of the world's foremost organizations in personal development. Very impressive. Uh, she's been a guest host on Dr. Drew Pinsky's Loveline show, and she was actually called LA's best dating coach after her appearance on On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Now, more importantly, as a divorcee, for more than five years, Marnie, she truly understands what it feels like to be lonely and sick of wasting your time on dates with men that go nowhere. She's a woman who's, well, she's not your mother. She's your best friend, not your therapist. Marnie, she's a professional relationship and dating expert. That's all there is to it. She will stand behind you and provide love, compassion, support, and honest guidance as you embark on one of the most important and fulfilling adventures in your life. Marnie, do us a favor. If there's any blanks in that intro, fill those in. And then if you don't mind, give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Oh, my personal life. Well, let's see. Blanks in my intro. Um, I think that one thing that I always want to share with people is that, you know, when you read something like a bio or you hear of somebody's before and after, it's hard to imagine what it was like for them. You know, like, oh, they were special. They were, you know, extraordinary or something like that. And um, I just think it's important for me, for people to really understand that, like, you know, I was, you and I were just talking, right? Like, I grew up in the Midwest, nice Jewish family, like, there's no divorce. Like, you know, I, I, I just like really took a lot to kind of break out of that. And I had a nice life with all the, all the trimmings in, in Los Angeles and the house and the credit cards and the nanny. And, um, it, it was a really, a really big deal for me to, to leave that. And, um, and, and, and some people will say, you know, oh, I did that. And then it was like a bed of roses. And that was really the beginning of my down time. (laughs) Because after that, I ended up um, meeting someone right away who was like another bad version of my ex-husband. I ended up like, you know, $100,000 in debt, really face down on the floor. And so um, I always just like to remind people and also just to remind myself, because I think as we go through our journey and we, we get into our new level, new devil, 
it's easy to forget. But you know, anybody from wherever they are can can make a change and make different choices. And and I just felt like it was important to share that. Well, thank you. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Marty, one of the things I like to start with is. Since we're focused on partnership, I find it helpful to have a guiding principle or something I can come mm. back to that helps me stay on track when I kind of get off in the weeds. And I'm wondering, what do you use as, maybe it's a guiding principle or a quote or a mantra, but something that kind of keeps you on track? Well, I love this question because uh, it's sort of part of the glimpse into my personal life now. So um, I got divorced and um, I decided, you know, I got married when I was really young. So I never did the whole like go travel the world. So I got divorced. Um, I still had a little room left on those credit cards and I went uh, traveling with a girlfriend and um, there were a lot of interesting things about that. But what was really cool was I was in Prague and there's this wall there called the John Lennon wall. Um, It has nothing to do per se with John Lennon, but I was there and on the wall there was graffitied um, in big red letters and it said, don't let fear get in the way of your biggest dream, even if your biggest dream is your biggest fear. And when I saw that, I was like, that's exactly it. I want something different in my life, but I feel so stuck because that what I want is also the thing I'm most afraid of. And there's so many systems in place internally to keep me stuck in that fear and trying harder and wishing and wanting. I just had that moment of like, I, I have to do something beyond wanting and wishing because this, this fear is bigger than anything I've ever known. And so I, um, I really use that as sort of the, the opportunity to, to pivot in my life and start to do things differently and, and kind of get to work at looking at the one common denominator in all my failed relationships, which was me. Um, and uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, there's no, at one point, you know, like nobody else to blame. Um, and what I love is that really truly is, you know, a mantra in our family now. And, uh, I just, I'm sitting here in my office and for mother's day last year, my kids, um, made this like a personalized towel kind of a thing. And it says, you know, that mantra, don't let fear get in the way of your biggest dream. Even if your biggest dream is your biggest fear. And it like, it's in my house, it's hanging on the walls, you know, it's like, it's just now become a legacy. And so I love that you asked this question because I think that, divine inspiration or like the life-changing moment can come in any single delivery system and so like for anyone who's listening to your show like what an opportunity through through this question and the other guests that you have to be like that was the thing that changed my life that one thing so I just am grateful for the question oh you're very welcome and I I love where you got this just on a, a wall when you were on vacation and what what's so cool about this because it's it's interesting because we always you know our our rational mind will be like why should i listen to this person why is this valid information and yet we read something on a wall we have no idea who wrote it we don't go hmm i don't know who wrote that what was their criteria what do they have a a a bunch of education or did they just ran if they're not smart i'm not going to believe that and we get in our own ways right totally what's funny is that randomly about a month ago my my husband was just fooling around on Google, and he typed the quote into the uh, to Google, and someone had taken a picture of it, and I had the exact same picture. So it's really cool. It's like wow. one picture on the internet. So what I love is that there's some other rando person, because it was graffiti, yeah. you know, like 
So there's a little bit of it in his picture or this person's picture that's a skosh different than mine. I'm like, this quote, some random person put up there, it impacted me. It impacted this other person who took a picture and put it on the internet. How many other people were touched by that one person sharing, you know, their, their wisdom. So it's super cool. That is, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. Well, one of the things that, that our listeners have told us we, they love about the show is where our, our guests are incredibly generous and they, they, they share their personal stories with the audience. And so what I'd love to do is dive into that right now. And if you would, Marnie, take us to a time in your life when, well, you kind of tripped up in a partnership. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, what were you doing? What did you trip on or what caused the whole thing? And, and then what did you learn out of that experience that helped you move forward? Oh, my gosh. Well, um, I love this question also because um, in my in my career and in, in creating a business out of nothing. So I was a, a nursery school teacher. I didn't go to get an MBA or have any business experience. Um, and, uh, you know, I was creating partnerships as a way of building my business. And I realized really early on um, that I was creating personal relationships in my business in which I wasn't acting like a CEO or a leader. Um, I had an assistant and she started with me from the beginning. I found her on Craigslist. She kind of became part of the family. We'd go on these like road trips and do work from different places. And, and when she left me, to go work someplace else, I realized I felt like I'd been betrayed by like a daughter or a best friend. And I was like, I was like her mother, I was her friend, I was her sister. And I was like, oh my God, I made this professional relationship super personal. And I did not learn from that. It took me another relationship <laughs> in my business. And I used to say it was my, my marketing guy, my web guy. And I had a whole long standing joke that this guy was my work husband. Mm-hmm. And I realized when it went awry that again, I'd done the same freaking thing. You know, like it, it's funny and cute to have a work husband because you talk to this person all the time, right? And they're in your life and you're making decisions together. But I realized that once again, I super avoided being a leader because I just wanted to step in the role of like work wife, whatever that whatever that really meant. And those those lessons, for some reason, have always been really hard for me to learn. And then recently, in, in the beginning of this year, um, I had another uh, vendor that I hired and I realized that I put this person in the position of expert and I didn't step into my power again. And I swear, like, third time's a charm, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember the moment, like, where I had that intuition where I was like, oh, you know, I'm doing that same thing again. And um, I just totally, I totally botched it. So um, a hard lesson to learn. But what the takeaway and what I really realized is that, you know, I'm a, I, to be a strong leader doesn't mean to be someone's best friend. It means to create a culture of really powerful partnerships. And you want to be emotionally connected and you want to have um, support and you want to have connection in a professional environment. And also that's super different in being an effective CEO or an effective leader. So I'm praying <laughs> and I think, I feel confident that I have learned that lesson. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it shows up everywhere, right? All types of partnerships because it's about our boundaries. Totally. And I, I just was not very good at, uh, at having those. I just wasn't very good at it. 
Yeah, and I, I think a lot of us are that way. You know, it's, it's a challenging thing because we want people to like us and it's fun, but there's somebody's got to lead. Yeah, and and it's not about um, it's not about getting like being liked, or it's not about making other people feel good. I know for me, um, because like it, I think it's because you know I'm a mom or whatever. Like I always want to make sure everybody feels good and that they're happy, and like you know I want to send them a gift card and it's they're this, and I want to let them know about this, and you know do they like me? Are they happy? And um, you know that's just not the way. That's not the best way. There's definitely a missing piece, which I think boundaries is a really important component of that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And, and it's funny because I was talking with some guys the other day and, and we were talking about, you know, I don't know how the topic of boundaries came up. But anyhow, this one guy just goes, boundaries are hot. Yeah. And the women there were like, what? Like they couldn't believe it. And he goes, no, do you know how much better my life is when I'm interacting with a woman who has boundaries? So I know exactly where we're at not is changing every time I turn around and I don't know what's going on. But it's clear, oh, this is how we work, this is what we're doing in our relationship, whatever it is. They're actually very, very attractive to men is having very clear boundaries. A hundred percent. Actually, I'm having an event soon and so I've been doing a lot of research on that very thing. And uh, some of what the research showed was that um, men feel emotionally safe when a woman has boundaries. Um, because they feel like if that woman can handle her own emotional intelligence and, and, and take care of herself, then, then it's safe for them to be uh, authentic. Um, it's safe for them to kind of be a mess. <laughs> it's safe for them to also know that they're not going to have to forever be responsible for taking care of that person. And so, so that makes a man, you know, uh, feel safe. And, and both men and women to really create intimacy want emotional safety so they can be authentic and vulnerable and this thing. So yeah, I a hundred percent think that's an important, important thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, that was a great example. So Marnie, what I'd like to do now is, is change this just a little bit. And what I'd like you to do is share with us a story of when you had what I call a duh moment, you know, one of those <laughs> times where you're just like, seriously, how did I miss this? Yeah. And what happened? And, and then when you had that kind of wake up moment, what, what did that turn into as far as a building block for your future partnerships? Uh, wow. Well, you know, I was with my now husband for about five years and, um, we, you know, we'd been dating and he, we lived together and, uh, I have three kids and he was, you know, part of, part of my family. And, um, I had known from the very beginning, um, he had said, you know, like, I just don't get marriage. Uh, he was um, in a relationship for 10 years, both him and uh, his partner at the time, you know, never really wanted to get married. And then in the end, um, he was, um, she was British and American. And so she had an American passport and they wanted to come and stay in New York and for his career and everything. So he ended up getting married, you know, he was in this relationship, but it was, it was convenient. And so he just didn't really get marriage. And so throughout the time together, we were kind of working on that as like, what do I want? What do you want? What does it mean? And he had, you know, and, and it's more complicated than this, but just to make, make it cliche enough, um, he had that like a uh, moment, midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. And he, I'll never forget it. I was like in Arizona visiting my family. It was around Easter. He was supposed to come meet me and I got this phone call and he was like, oh, I don't, I don't think that I can, um, I can marry you. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> you know, like we're supposed to be in conversation. We've been talking about this. I, you know, that's not what you said. I mean, all my guru-ness like melted <laughs> away and I every curse word on the planet. And I threw the phone across the, the pool deck um, and I was just so upset. And um, I just, it, I was just shocked and horrified that I could be so um, broken, you know, by that. Um, so what was my dumb moment? Well, I, um, I had decided that, you know, what a strong woman does is, you know, like if you don't know by five years that you want me, then, you know, you're out, get your stuff out of here and, you know, get out. And he was like, I, I didn't say that. I just, I feel confused. I don't know. I like, I just don't think I can do this and I want to figure it out. And so one of my mentors, called me actually by, uh, by accident. She was, there's another Marnie in our industry and she had meant to call the other Marnie and she dialed me by mistake. <laughs> Talk about like, you know, like a divine intervention. Yeah. And, uh, she was like, Oh my God, I didn't mean to call you, but like, by the way, how are you? And I was like, well, do you want the real answer? Uh, and I, I was telling her and she said, um, you, this is not the time for an ultimatum. This is the time for you to lean into your femininity. This is a time for you to get curious because all you've done is slam the door and you jerk and all of that's super normal and I understand. And if you really want to end this in a really healthy way or find out if it's got some legs still, like there's a lot of questions to be asked here. And so from that, I was like, what? And then I was like, oh my God, I'm doing that thing that I tell people not to do, which is to be binary, to be black and white, to be absolute, to let my past impact my future. I realized I had all these limiting beliefs on like men don't marry me, like all my crap, just like, you know, bleh, like right at my feet. And um, I realized, you know, like I have these huge emotional blind spots. And so we got into this whole conversation. I, I shared my heart. I was really vulnerable. I stopped kind of being like, you know, the tragically broken, you know, victimized woman. Um, and we ended up figuring out like he didn't really understand what marriage meant. And he had a picture in his mind of what I thought I wanted and what it would look like. And I realized that, you know, for him, there was this value of freedom. And I thought it meant freedom to like go hook up with other girls. And for him, it meant freedom of like, I want to still sail the world someday. I want to be able to go like have these kinds of adventures. I want to be able to go do that in my life. And I was like, who said that you couldn't do that and be married? He's like, I totally made that up. I don't know. And that was the beginning of some really powerful questions and conversations that ultimately like eight months later, he proposed. He was like so excited to get married and we had an incredible wedding. And so my dumb moment was like, oh my God, I'm doing that thing that I thought I was done doing. Yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, what I love about it is, like you said, you know, all the, the training and all the knowledge you had was instantly trumped by emotion. Yep. And it always is, right? Emotion is going to trump education every single time because it's uh -huh. visceral. It is. And actually, your brain is wired that way, right? Yeah. So your brain is chemically looking for the reward of like, I have it figured out, <laughs> even if it's not accurate. So my brain was like needing the positive. Like it was like, I just needed to feel right. Yeah. It, it, you know, the other thing that, that 
clicked for me when you were telling that story and you were saying how he had this idea of what he thought you thought marriage was. Yep. And one of the things I often say is, if you make a man guess, everyone loses. <laughs> yes. Because nine times out of ten, he'll guess wrong and you won't get what you want. Yeah. So there's that you know kind of romantic idea that wouldn't it be nice if he just understood everything? It would be nice, but it's not realistic. And so when we're doing that, we can set ourselves up for these kind of, you know, explosions or time bombs or whatever you want to call them, where we're like, where did that come from? And Absolutely. So they were just guessing. They, we're doing what we can. We don't have a lot to work with because we are different and we have to understand that. So really cool story. And I appreciate you being so vulnerable and sharing that with us. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I want to switch gears now because what I want to ask you to share with us is a story of one of your proudest partnership moments. And what I mean by that is one of those moments where when you think about it, you can't help but smile. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm just laughing because um, in the spirit of just being vulnerable, I might as well just throw it all out there. Um, so this is, a, this is a story that's more recent. And I, I want to say, like, it doesn't make me smile because, like, in the moment, it's probably been the hardest conversations I've ever had in my life. Uh, but it makes me smile because I really can see how much um, I've grown and how much my husband and I have grown together. And so that, uh, so that is that we are sort of one of those uh, couples that are probably more common than most people realize where I'm the primary uh, breadwinner of our family and he has a career and he just quite frankly doesn't really love his career. Um, and he works in a freelance industry and working for him is emotionally really hard. So we sort of, ha so the, so the, what got me really excited was, um, I decided to stop, I decided to really look at for me this year, I was setting my goals and doing all those things about like, so what does unconditional love like really mean? Like, what does that really, really, really mean? And I started diving into it and I realized that I had this little part of my brain that said, um, <laughs> this is, I've never told this to anyone. So there you go, Ken, you're pulling it out of me. <laughs> um, I had this like idea that like if I was like enough or if I was perfect or if I was like this perfect wife or this perfect partner, that I could somehow inspire my husband to change or figure it out or be di like be different, like not be himself basically. Um, and I, I, again, I thought this was one of those like, oh my God, I totally have confidence. I don't, I don't think I'm not enough. I don't, any of those things. But I realized, I thought like if, I have a fantasy. If I'm X, Y, Z, then he will somehow miraculously change into this like super like assertive, like want to earn like $18 million in the next year. And like basically my ex-husband, like I, I didn't choose that guy on purpose. Um, and so we had that conversation and then it led into um, something I'd been reading about for a long time and actually it was interviewed in a book by one of my colleagues Farnoosh Torabi in a book called When She Makes More and it's about women who are primary bread breadwinners and um, we weren't having like money meetings and so at the beginning of um, of the year we started talking about it but it wasn't until like about six or eight weeks ago that we sat down and we had our first money meeting and I just said like, so here's the reality, you know, like this is about how much you work. This is about what you do. We're totally going to stop the my money, your money thing. We're going to really be like a partnership.
And we're really going to talk about like how that's going to work and it's going to be messy. And like this isn't exact, I didn't envision it going down this way, but this is, this is really what it is to be in partnership. And I thought I had it so together with the prenup and this and mine and yours and we're so hip and cool and modern. Um, and so it's been a series of incredible weekly conversations about money and how we're going to do it and how it's going to change. And we have no role models and we have like no way to figure it out except maybe some articles on the internet and some of our, you know, peers that are, you know, in finance and investing and things like that. And it's, I'm really proud of us. It's, it makes me smile because we're just totally leaping into not knowing and being committed to trying to figure it out. That's cool. That's really cool. It's such a great example, again, of partnership, which is, I mean, we, we often hear this, right, that money is one of the biggest issues that, that causes the demise of partnerships, of relationships. Yep. And so to go, we're going to very specifically sit down and talk about that subject, this totally dangerous subject, because we need to. That's that's the elephant in the room, so to speak. And it's not always going to be fun and it's not going to be easy. And partnership isn't either. That's the whole point. If it was easy, everybody would do it, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's doing those things that when you go, I, the bigger picture is what's important to me. The bigger yeah. picture is what can we have and what can we create together when we actually face these little uncomfortable moments. A hundred percent. And my husband's like, this is awkward. This is embarrassing. Like, like to, to be able to look me in the eye and be vulnerable like that, that's really what creates intimacy. And mm-hmm. for me to say, like, I, I get it. Like, I wish this weren't it also. And like, so let's. Like you deal with, you figure that part out, but let's just call it what it is. And and so by having the conversation, we made it not awkward and not a shameful subject. And um, yes, and I and what's really cool about it is I freaking have no idea how it turns out. I can't tell you like, and this was happy ending because really partnership is about being in the unfolding, you know? And so, yeah. So I'm, I'm really super excited about exploring this because already I feel like we already have had a great intimate connected relationship. But I this going wading through this mucky stuff, I can tell is really taking our relationship to a deeper level. That's fantastic. Really, really cool. Congratulations. Thank you. So, Marnie, we've arrived at something I call the bring it all home portion of the show. And this is where we kind of step away from the stories. And I ask you to provide some simple, concrete guidance for our our listeners so they can take it and apply it in their their lives and in their relationships right now. And where I'd like to start is, what would you say is the best either partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received from someone? Oh, gosh. You know, I just, um, so in January when I had my my final, you know, my, uh, what do you call it, the the three strikes and you're out lesson, um, I was... (laughs) I was negotiating and um, was negotiating a settlement and I really wanted to like haggle over like there was a $2,500 difference and I just wanted, I just didn't want to pay that amount. And so one of my mentors um, said this to me, it was so powerful. Just because you don't pay what you want doesn't mean that they are right. And I realized I had totally attached winning, quote unquote, to me being right. So mm. he asked me, like, what's the energetic 
expense in your life, in your business, in your relationship, in your presence with your kids, all these things that are really important. What's, how is this going to, haggling for another week or two for the $2,500, how is it going to impact your business and the resources of your team? Just like really great questions. And I, I answered. And I realized that I was just hanging on to winning <laughs> because I felt like if I, if I met them in the middle, if I didn't ask for the extra 2500 that they would possibly, you know, have been right. And the truth is that that wasn't true. Right. So I made a choice to um, look at the energetic expense of something and realize that sometimes when you compromise and you give something up, it doesn't mean that that the other person is necessarily wrong or right. It's just a decision. Yeah, that's a good reminder. I like that. It's, yeah, it's a hard lesson to learn. Oh, absolutely. But I think you 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 touch on something that that so many of us do, right? We oh well, I I have to get X, Y, and Z, and that'll mean I won, which will mean I'm right. And I I had a, a guest on the show a few weeks ago, Sandra Beck, and she goes, one day it hit me, do I want to be right or have people at my funeral? All right. <laughs> and we get so caught up in that right or winning, and it's like, but ultimately, what's the cost? Which is such a great question. What What's that really costing you to keep haggling over that? Yeah. Or you can just go, you know what, this is good, fine. Here's the money and we're good. We're done. Yep, and here's we're done. Yep. Yeah. And we ended up coming up with like a payment plan and just, you know, like I felt like I did. They gave and I gave. Mm. Um, and so it was it was really cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, let me ask you this then. I can guess as in immersed as you are in this topic that you're a voracious uh, reader and, you know, you take in all these these resources that are out there. And I'm wondering what have you found is like the best book or best resource that you would re- recommend to our listeners and, and why that particular one? Well, I love uh, the work of Brene Brown. And so uh, Daring Greatly, I think, is an amazing book about um, vulnerability and shame and resilience and um, emotional intelligence. And I, I think that's of, of the few that I've uh, read, um, that is really, truly like one of my most favorite, um, really, really powerful. And, and I think your listeners would love it because there's a lot of story in it. And mm-hmm. I think when you read like a, I hate to even call it a self-help book, you know, it's really just more like a living at your maximum potential book, but sometimes they're really dry. But this is, um, Brene Brown's a great storyteller. And so it's an enjoyable read and just super profound. Yeah, her work is amazing. And I don't know if you read, I think it was her first book that was called I Thought It Was Just Me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've read that too. Yeah, I've read, I've read them all. Just the title was like, that's so freeing once you realize it's not just you you're not the only one who's ever done this or made this mistake or whatever it's so liberating to realize you're not alone in that yeah absolutely absolutely yeah she does some amazing work so one last thing i would love for you to to leave our listeners with here marnie and what that is is what i call an example of the payoff of partnership in other words a specific thing that you were able to do or create or experience that was solely the result of being in partnership? Oh, wow. Um, something that I was able to do or create or experience. Um, I have a great example. 
Uh, I was very hesitant about uh, investing in a in a big uh, mastermind. And uh, anyway, I ended up doing it, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm getting what I want from this. But anyway, I ended up having this super crazy side benefit where I decided to partner with an organization called Just Like My Child, uh, which has a project called Girl Power Project in Uganda, Africa. And um, it's almost like the, the teaching young girls there how to have dignity and self-respect. So it's right up my alley. Anyway, and because I created um, that sort of uh, partnership with that organization, I ended up going on a trip to Uganda. And uh, I ended up being able to take my two, two of my three daughters who were just completely transformed by that experience. Um, one of the other women um, on the trip uh, became one of my really, really dear friends and literally today uh, spoke to my daughter and gave her like adult non-parental guidance on choosing a college, right? So that's a payoff. And then my youngest daughter became so passionate about this organization that she ended up uh, creating an Indiegogo campaign and, and raised $10,000 herself. Um, and now we um, took it into our organization, Dating with Dignity, and we had an event and we raised another $60,000 for Just Like My Child. And we're going to do more in the next year. And so it, it literally has nothing to do with like why I joined that group. But because <laughs> I got into partnership... Um, with something that I really cared about, it opened up and unlocked a whole new another avenue, not just for me, but for my entire family that, that's making an impact, um, you know, far, far away. That is awesome. And it, it, it really speaks to me because I've actually spent time in Uganda. Ah. Um, ironically, I mean, what are the odds of that, right? right. Um, but amazingly beautiful place and incredible people. And that's such a cool thing where just doing something that you just did because you wanted to, that you cared about, led to all these other gifts and partnerships for you and for your daughters and so on. That's cool. Yeah, super cool. So yeah. like, you never know where one yes just leads you to something you can't even imagine beyond your wildest dreams. Exactly. Well, I think it's clear to everyone listening that, that you have amazing amazing information to share with people. And, and what I'd love for you to do now is, could you let our listeners know how they can contact you, how they can learn more about what you do? Yeah, they can go to uh, datingwithdignity.com and they can find out more about what we do at Dating with Dignity. And we have um, a book called Becoming Irresistible. And in the spirit of partnership, uh, that is definitely what you want to be to attract the best partners in all areas of your life is be irresistible. So it's a free book. It's a great book I wrote. And uh, I'd love to offer that to people who go to datingwithdignity.com. Thank you. And just to clarify, do you work strictly with women or do you work with men as well? We mostly 99% work with women. Okay. We have like a tiny little handful of men who are on our list and um, in our community. Um, and uh, but, but we really speak to women. Great. I just wanted to clarify for our listeners. Yep. And, and if you listen to this regularly, you know that all that information of how to get a hold of Marnie will be on the show page for her on Speaking of Partnership. So it's really easy if you're driving or whatever. You can go there and click on the link. Uh, and Marnie... Thank you again. This has been incredible. What you've shared has been amazing. I know our listeners are just like bubbling over with like ideas and information and you've been so honest and so genuine in everything you shared. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for creating the safe space as they say. <laughs> my privilege. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. 
I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday. So make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.